the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business leader. A division of Salem Communications. On the NASDAQ as Collections calls wipe out late fees. For breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good morning. Adieu, adieu to you and you and you. Um, Rob Black and your money. Talking money, talking investing, talking finance. And much, much more. Taking a look at what we have out there today in the world of business and economy. We've got the S&P 500 up 6. We've got the Dow up 48. The NASDAQ up 12. Investors are welcoming a positive start to earnings season so far. China's monthly trade helped boost world markets this morning. Those two combinations are fairly positive. And we're not off to the races. We're not going crazy. We're not loco in the cocoa. For the year, we have started off well. We're up about 40 points on the S&P 500. That's nice, but hardly anything to like jump up and down on. I'll tell you when to jump up and down. Um, we're having a good year so far. A lot of people think that so goes January, so goes the year. January can be very positive in large part. Just do the mathematics. You know, 401K, sometimes you hit your max in June, July, August. Just pick back up at the beginning of the year. Um, budgets sometimes get, you know, flushed away at the end of last year and renewed this year. So there's some positives out there. It's uh, technically a lot of money coming to the market. We have a very cheap, low valuation stock market. There's some headline news for sure out there today. I would say we're not like going crazy in any way, shape, or form with the headline news. Nokia sees fourth quarter results exceeding its prior guidance. So they pre-announced, or they gave a preliminary number this morning. Ford is doubling its quarterly dividend. They've also lent a measure of support to the markets by doing that. Tiffany's got a big warning, and Microsoft got a pretty big downgrade from downgrade from overweight down to equal weight. You know, I live in a fantasy world at times, and I can't come up with a scenario that I'm really excited by Microsoft other than its cheap valuation and tons of cash. They can't really seem to move the dial. 
or the needle very much. The ECB and the Bank of England both held policy meetings today. Former announced that it's leaving its benchmark at three quarters of one percent. The latter said it was holding its key lending rate at one half one percent. So, not much coming out. Mario Draghi this morning out of ECB, he made some positive comments saying a gradual recovery should start. Stocks started to do better the moment he said that. As long as we don't see Greek, Portugal, Spain debacle in 2013, the markets should continue to do better, he says. China's definitely healing. China's overseas sales rose 14% in December from a year earlier. Almost tripled the 5% gain, so China's picking up nicely. First-time unemployment claims were a little higher than expected, but not problematic. St. Jude Medical, medical device maker. They said their earnings outlook is going to be 90 to 92 cents, better than expected of 87 cents. The company says solid sales and also some cost-cutting. Apple CEO Tim Cook met with the chairman of the top China wireless carrier, China Mobile, in Shanghai to discuss what the company calls matters of cooperation. The meeting is raising some hopes that Apple may finally strike an iPhone carriage deal with China Mobile, the largest mobile carrier in China. J.P. Morgan Chase is going to take $700 million charge against the fourth quarter profit. Tied towards its federal mortgage foreclosure settlement. The bank will pay $753 million into a fund to reimburse affected owners. Clearwire is still on the, we're watching this stock list. Um, investors, you know, should the company split? The spectrum between Sprint Nextel, just networks. Will Sprint Nextel improve its its $2 billion offer? So, clear wire in the news. ArcelorMittal. They were able to raise $4 billion in stock and convertible note offering despite its junk level credit rating. Deutsche Bank made about $654 million in profits from bets on LIBOR and other global interest rates in 2008. That comes amidst the ongoing LIBOR rigging probe that's already resulted in settlements with Barclays and UBS. So those are the big stories of note. Um, a little bit more on that first-time unemployment claims. Increased 4,000, uh, 371,000. Uh, slightly above expectations. The takeaway is, you know, again, on the labor market, more of the same. You know, supporting an early accept expectation right now that non-farm payroll growth in January will likely be near 153,000. Continuing claims declined by 127,000. That's the lowest level of continuing claims since July of 2008. Get a little Fed speak later this morning. And what I mean by Fed speak is some federal governors, uh, key bankers in the United States, Kansas City Fed President George and St. Louis Fed President Bullard. Both are going to be providing their economic insight today and, you know, considering, you know, whether or not they're going to be endorsing low interest rates, whether or not they continue to endorse, you know, the Fed expanding its balance sheet by buying debt with printed money. And a lot of people have some pretty big issues with some of the stuff. It's, it's pretty crazy if you think about. So that's really the, the happenings of the morning. We're to boil down and get in some, you know, uh, slicker numbers. We got a positive start today. Uh, one thing that we're learning out of CES is that there's a lot of connected devices. 
a lot of connected devices, right? But how well do they work with each other? That's one of the things that Apple has going in its favor. And again, Apple has going against it that even though everything works well together with Apple, it's always been at a very high price. So the news that Nokia came out this morning said they had a better than expected quarter. Keep in mind they do low-end smartphones. That should play well to Apple, who does who wants to do low-end smartphones, according to reports out yesterday. Um, company that was left for dead, Super Value, they earned a profit of 16 million versus last year's loss at 750 million. 750 million dollars. 750 million dollars. That's a lot of money to lose, Mom. I lost $750 million. Revenue rose during the quarter to $7.9 billion compared to $8.3 billion a year ago. You know, when you look at their business, you know, the company said it's reached a $3.3 billion agreement to sell five grocery-related businesses. It's Albertsons, it's Acme, it's Tool Osco, it's Shaw's, and Stom Market to AB acquisition and affiliated service capital management. So they're going to eventually go private. Will it come back out public is the question. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. The 30-year mortgage rate now stands at 3.4%. It's climbing. The 15-year mortgage rate grows to 2.66% from last week's 2.64%. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Rob Black Show. You can find me on Facebook. My handle is Cron4 Rob Black or I Hate Rob Black. And you can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. We'll be right back on Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're looking at a major problem through Vallejo. This is westbound 37 right at 29 in Sonoma Boulevard. There's a car that went off the roadway. It's now in flames. CHP and fire crews are on the scene. Traffic is backed up solid from Mini Drive. We are looking at very big delays through Pleasant. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. A rough period for Apple stock price has just gotten rougher. Bill stalwart Gene Munster is uh, one of the believers, so to speak. Got his price target on Apple from 900 down to 875. He's cutting the stock because he believes Apple's margins are going to drop as it rolls out a new, less expensive iPhone. He thinks Apple is making the right move, rolling out a less expensive iPhone. Right now, it's missing out on 65% of the smartphone market, or 580 million unit sales. But a cheaper phone with cheaper parts probably means less. It's like Louis Vuitton Moe, Louis Vuitton Moe Hennessy. Uh, the cheaper the bags, the less appeal for them. Apple's margins will be sacrificed, uh, but they will grow, still grow profits and sales nicely, he believes. Gene Munster's cut his target. There's one mega Apple bull that's still not backing down. Brian White at Topeka's got that $1,111 price target on Apple. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. 
Let's see how we're doing. The SP 500 up six, the Dow up 44, the Nasdaq up 10. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, you are a financial planner. One of the things you try to do is bulletproof a retirement plan. One of the things that everyone knows is in retirement that long-term care insurance can be kind of expenses, expensive. But what are some of the other expenses people need to account for? Inflation. I mean, inflation is the biggest one. So, for example, a couple of years ago when Social Security um, had its first year where they didn't increase the benefit for people, right? Uh, we still had a double-digit uh, growth in cost for Medicare Part B, which comes right out of a Social Security check. Um, and then the year before that, there was a double-digit growth as well, um, which ate up more than the cost of living increase that was in Social Security. So inflation is the biggest one. When you're in your 80s, you don't eat out as much. You don't go on as many cruises and things like that. It's, so it's your health care costs that causes the biggest amount of inflation. So when I'm running a financial plan, most costs are going to run at 3 3.5% minimum right. price increase in, in retirement. But you're, you've got to project out your health care costs and growing at 5 to 6%. With that said, that's not sexy. I think a lot of us delay thinking about retirement because retirement's not sexy. And then when we're in retirement, we really don't want to deal with these issues because yeah. it's, it's well, you know what I'm saying by sexy. It's just it's something we don't want to talk about. Well, the other thing is, is taxes that you've got to plan for. Taxes aren't sexy at all. Now, again, but, my assumption is I'm an old person. I'm not going to be paying a lot of taxes, but that's a false assumption. Well, yeah. I mean, if the dividend and Capital gains tax is a tax that's likely to increase. I yep. mean, capital gains were at 27% when I got into this business. And it, 10 years you know, after the, I got into it, we went in this huge bull market. So that's one tax. And the dividend taxes, which a lot of my clients are benefiting from the low tax rates on dividends and capital gains, that could change. It will change. Um, income taxes, the, the lowest income tax could go higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sales taxes in the state of California, it's ridiculous. You know, if you have a million dollars retirement and anything you spend money on in retirement is 9.5%, you really only have $900,000 in retirement uh, just from the sales tax alone in the state of California. Or let's say you were a diligent saver, you ran a business, um, you've got a nice income in retirement. Well, guess what? Because of basically a success type of tax, you're going to pay twice as much for your Medicare Part B insurance than the guy next to you in the other house. How does that work? It's it's basically an income testing. They go, they go back and look at the last two to three years of income, and if you're over certain limits, you could pay two to three times as much more on your Medicare Part B as your neighbor. So the average person spends about 116 bucks a month on their Medicare Part B. You might be double that because yeah. your income's high. Our tax system is so broken in it's, the United States. It's ridiculous. I mean, you got everywhere from the earned income issue where if you don't make under a certain amount, you actually get paid, yep. right, which is where H&R Block makes a lot of their money by people that – you know, kind of play that system, unfortunately. Um, it's, it's a very distorted situation. That's why, you know, dealing with some of these issues that we have, we've got to fix the tax code before we can fix the budgets in this country. But the thing that you really need to figure out, too, when you go into retirement and you're looking at bulletproofing your retirement is what are you really going to spend the first five years? Because most of the people that I see retire spend more money yeah. in the first five years if they're really going to have an enjoyable retirement. That might be a good idea, though, because the first five to ten years of retirement, you're still young and healthy and spry, and mm-hmm. then the next ten years, you start losing some stuff. That's right. So do those dream things that you want to do sooner than later, because like my mom, she's over 75, and she can't go to Egypt. She can't visit her grandkids. Like She can't do any of that. Working an extra two to three years and letting your 401k grow and your employer match kick in 
can make such a huge difference on enjoying that first five to ten years of retirement, really how you want to enjoy it. You know, maybe take some time off, some sabbaticals, but really project your expenses, how you really want it to be. And don't forget about certain things, too, in your expenses, like a new car every five to ten years. Yeah. Um, and a lot of women that I'm seeing now because of the unemployment for college students um, and kids right out of high school is helping your family. A lot of people yeah. are having to change their retirement plan because their kids are depending on them and moving back in. And uh, that's something that you have to think about, too. What are your family dynamics? Who are you going to have to help? I think from my retirement, I saw On Golden Pond. Did you ever see On Golden Pond? Oh, yeah. Henry Fonda. You old poop. I decided I don't want to be old. Like, yeah. I, I kind of want to go out before I'm 80. I want my light to, to flicker. That was a movie that should have never made a second movie on Golden Pond 2. Did they make it on Golden yeah, Pond 2? Yeah, terrible. I saw the porn version on Goldie Hawn. Not, <laughs> not very good. You might want to recheck that last statement. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's true. Wow. Anything else that we need to know? CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You should spend less time on the internet. It wasn't an internet. This was beta. I think it was Betamax. <laughs> oh my gosh, beta. Laserdisc. Okay, and for, you the, invest in laser for the record, I never saw that. <laughs> I probably heard a late night comedian like Dave Letterman talking about it, and I probably stole it from him when I was a teenage boy. Okay. There you go. I never saw it, I swear. Is that better? Yes. New car every five to ten years. Is that realistic for seniors? Uh, usually it's about every ten years. But a lot of times people retire and they've had the same car, so it's a rotating thing. You've got to look at your car, your spouse's car, and actually project in there what year they're going to be replaced, um, kind of what the trade-in value is and what the value of the new car is, and project that cost in there. And also uh, other costs like maintaining the house. You know, If you're going to live in the same house for a long time, you're going to be putting a new roof on. You're going to be remodeling every ten years, um, that type of thing. I don't know if a lot of seniors remodel every 10 years. I've been in their homes. I know With that said, it's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Apple's App Store could generate $22 billion in 2016 revenue. That's an interesting story. Good headline, but does it help the stock? Maybe. Apple's App Store is on track to generate over $9 billion in revenue in calendar 2012, which would be a 33% increase since 2011, $6.9 billion. Margins should be improving since originally a large portion of the sales came from music, which has very low margins. Apple also announced this week that there has been over $40 billion downloads at the App Store. The App Store, what a stool, what a leg for Apple to stand on. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW to Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, 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 much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I always, always am on the lookout for anything that's intriguing to you. Uh, iTunes, for instance, was a bigger, is a bigger business now than Apple was in 2004. Talked a little bit about that. 
how many businesses can pull in $12 billion a year after just a decade? So crunching the numbers, it's impressive. A $12 billion a year business for Apple and the app developers, music labels and TV and music studios who sell through it. You know, in 2004, Apple pulled in a total of $8 billion in revenues. And now iTunes is pulling in $12 billion. Now, Apple will, for their part, go out and tell you that that's not that impressive because iTunes is kind of a break-even story. Apple only includes the 30% cut it takes from sales, not the full price consumers pay. Its revenues, and you know, it buries its iTunes revenues in under a category of other music-related products and services along with iPod cables and speakers. So it's hard to separate. A um, couple of things I want to talk about in this segment. I did a little thing this week where I started talking about things that I hate. Like I hate annuities for old people, often oversold and misleading high commissions. I hate expensive weddings. And, you know, uh, in my younger days, I probably would have gone, I hate expensive weddings. And I probably would have worked up a, a froth and lather, but eh, life's too good. I'll say things like I hate credit card balances over 8%. Ultimately, what I hate is credit card balances. I went on to say I hate Deepak Chopra. And that's a tough one to hate, but a lot of Americans who lives haven't measured up to what, where they want to be. They start to look at themselves and they, they say, you know what, maybe, I, uh, you know, maybe I'll never have the, the finances that I want to have. Maybe I'll never have the lifestyle that I want it to have. So I'm going to go out and buy this $5 book and enrich my life and my spirit through you know, my consciousness. That's fine and that's really what you want to do, but uh, it's another $5 is in a book down the drain in my opinion. <laughs> I hate payday loans. They're crazy expensive. They're sold to people who really shouldn't be using them. It's frustrating, though, right? I hate people who wear their initials on their clothes. I'm not impressed by that. I hate Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is one of those financial talkers who kind of has a Christian background, so it's tough to hate, right? But what he really does is he slickly markets his book. He slickly markets financial planning, which isn't that, um, how shall we say, thorough. It's very basic stuff. He uses a lot of biblical quotes, which, in my opinion, hope is for two places. I hope the 49ers win this weekend. I hope that when I die, I go to heaven. Hope belongs in churches and football fields. Hope does not belong in, in money. I hate private REITs. Just another way of getting cash, getting a commission that you don't really disclose effectively to a client. Private REITs are venture capital. Private REITs stand for you know, private equity. And a lot of private equity fails. And a lot of private equity, a lot of REITs, you see a 6% dividend. It's really not a 6% dividend. It's almost a pyramid scheme of once we get more money from other people, we pay you. As the you know, thing gets developed... We hope to eventually you know, sell the whole project and, and return everything to the investors. The private REITs are, are very, very speculative. Private REITs are very, very dangerous and very high commissioned. I hate plastic surgery for the non-wealthy. Um, 
you've got a great body. And if it's not great, you know, get in shape. It's if you're wealthy and you know you've or you've had some surgery, if you had cancer, I get plastic surgery. I get it. But for the non-wealthy, just understand, hey, maybe go with an athletic body. You don't have to be voluptuous. In my opinion. In my opinion. Governments that encourage unhealthy behaviors like home ownership for all. And people shouldn't own homes. With that said, that's something I hate, but it's something I've actually seen a, a, some new news on. It's, you know, there's some new mortgage rules that kind of snuck in today. A new federal rule on home loan lending is going to give consumers more protection against risky mortgages. Now, this is going to have positives and negatives. Okay, so ultimately, Washington is saying they're going to try to protect borrowers. There was a massive wave of foreclosures since 2006 that drove home prices down 30% because home prices got driven up way too much. So Washington's stepping in and they want to protect people with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans, which is a majority of the loans out there. So listen to this. The rules required by the 2010 Dodd-Frank financial overhaul legislation defines what's a qualified mortgage. So if lenders meet these standards, borrowers who later default will have little recourse to fight foreclosure by claiming the lender sold the Mersky loan. So some of the new mortgage laws, and I, I dig these, they can't carry fees and points in excess of 3%, which basically, if a lender can sell you a loan and get four, five, six points on it, and you later default on it, they don't care. Now, if they're only getting two, three points on it, that's a little bit different. A new qualified mortgage cannot contain risky features such as terms that exceed 30 years or interest-only payments or negative amortization where the principal amount increases. That's awesome. Only about 8% of loans at Lending Tree facilitated in the last quarter had points and fees above 3%. There's a new standard in it on issued to borrowers. Once getting the mortgage, will spend more than 43% of their income on debt payments. So our government doesn't want you to spend more than 43% of your income on debt payments. That's awesome. Because it really should be somewhere between 31 and 38%. Let's go to Ron. Ron's in Campbell. How are you, Ron? I'm good, Rob. How are you? Good. Didn't I ban you? No, I hope not. Or do, or do I always say that? I think you do. I think I do, too. Hey, What's I like on your mind, opinion? Ron? I like your opinion on... Uh, a stock called CMEX, um, ticker symbol CX. I own the stock. What's your portfolio look like? Pretty diversified? Pretty diversified. I have most of my money in one of those target date funds. Okay. Um, CMEX is a play on cement, which is certainly not going to go away anytime soon. I poured about, oh, good God, I'd say 800 pounds. No, 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 no. I at least 1,200 pounds of cement last weekend, and it kicked my butt. Um, CMEX is, it's, 
And thanks for the call. It would be considered a material play, and it would be considered a play on, say, um, Hurricane Sandy, on Brazil, Russia, India, and China. You, know, you certainly can't accuse CMAX of being stuck in the mud. It does building materials. It's one of the top cement makers in the world. The majority of its sales come from cement. The company has about 60 cement plants and an annual production capacity of about 95 million tons. They do a lot of the ready mix concrete aggregates and clinker. Clinker is a product that's used to make cement. CMAX operates everywhere. They're huge. Asia, Africa, Europe, Middle East, U.S., Mexico, Europe. You don't get bigger than CMAX. The stock's been on a tear recently. Going from about $6 a share to about $10 a share, $11 a share. In the last five years, if you take a look, you can see that there's risk. So it is a company that kind of jumps in and jumps out of earnings. So it's not very consistent. They've got a lot of debt at $17 billion of debt, cash of about just under a billion. Their debt to equity is very high, so they're an incredibly leveraged company. I would say that's probably the biggest negative on CMAX. Let me pull up one more thing on CMAX. See if I can't pull any. Uh, just recently upgraded to equal weight from underweight at Morgan Stanley. They issued a lot of new shares. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's not any, not anything, nothing else I could really tell you. Let me pull up one last thing on CMAX. Ticker symbol is CX for those of you who want to play at home. Um, cheap on a price to sales ratio. I just I don't like the debt of the company. Too much debt for me. I'd rather go with uh, a natural gas play or an oil play at this point in time in the world of energy. Maybe a pipeline. Um, yeah, they got too much debt in my opinion. It's not enough earnings. And again, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying yeah, there's just. I'd rather you own like Sherwin Williams if you're going after buildings and new homes and things like that. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Wall Street continues to move forward. It's kind of nice to see. I mean, it's a weird thing for me to say out loud. On one hand, I don't want the economy to rock and roll and the stock market to rock and roll, you know. I've got my 401k that I'm getting ready to get hit with a payroll push into it, and I'd rather be buying low than high. You know, that's just the cold hard truth. Um, let's take a quick look at the market numbers. See if we're still holding on to the gains that we opened with this morning. The S&P 500's up two, the Dow's up 11, the Nasdaq's up one. Nokia's surging today after phone sales topped expectations. 
when you bring up Nokia, you know, you got to bring up Google. You got to bring up Apple. You got to bring up all the players. When you're looking at Google, it's had a big run in the last six months. It's gone from 575 up to where it is now at 735. If some people were to ring the cash register, you wouldn't be mad at them, would you? Google's in a good spot right now. More and more people are searching. Um, will Facebook announce on January 15th? There's, there's, they sent out a secret message, a lot like Apple does. They said, join us on the 15th, come see what we're building. Now, it could be their Menlo Park office, which used to be the Sun Microsystems offices, and they're going to show you the new Facebook building. And people would be pissed. <laughs> it's like, you did not just bring me in here to see that. Facebook shares are above $30 right now. And, you know, there's some evidence out there that what they're doing is, is starting to pay off. They've got an enormous audience. Will they be able to, you know, leverage that a lot like Google has? Joe Biden's meeting with the video game industry about gun control. Good luck with that. Um, I remember one of the very first games, video games I ever played was a outlaw game where you kind of like marched up and down the screen. I mean, your joystick was up and down and you had a fire button. There was like a cactus in front of you and a, you try, had to try to time yourself so that you could shoot the other cowboy on the other side. Let's go to Scott in San Jose. Scott, how are you? Scott? Yeah. Hey, Rob. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I, uh, here's what your thoughts are on like PRGIX, which is an intermediate treasury. I've got my kids' college fund in there, and I think I've had a good ride, but I think it might be coming to an end. Yeah, you think they're about to get hit and go lower? Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of right, but the interest rates essentially, essentially going up. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, and thanks for the call. Scott, as a investor, I tend not to play bets or emotions. Yesterday we had a call about the VIX, which is the same thing. You're calling about the zero price U.S. Treasury interim and where it should be going. Um, interim being intermediate, intermediate term bonds. Uh, you're getting 2.19% for holding it. Uh, you're looking for, my guess is, bigger returns than that. I think you're, you know, you're trying to use something that's supposed to pay income as a play on, will the Treasury continue to print money? Will the debt ceiling go higher? Will, and that's just not me. Um, if you want income, go for income. If you want growth, go for growth. If you want growth and income, that's fine. I'm more of a fundamental guy than a, let's take advantage of emotion or maybe not emotion. It, the next 60 days, I wouldn't be surprised if what you think is going to happen doesn't happen, especially on stocks. Again, with the fiscal clip, let's start last year, 2012. We started this time last year knowing that Greece was a problem, knowing that they were going to probably default. We knew that it was probably going to maybe spread. Ireland had been in a problem. Greece had been in a problem. Spain and Italy, their debt pricing, their, their bond pricing was showing that they're going to default. So Europe was a problem. China was coming down on a hard landing. They'd already had two bad years and turned into a third bad year on their markets. You had the United States with our presidential election, kind of some question marks. You had the debt ceiling in the United States. You had the fiscal cliff in the United States. I guess that combination. 
and the market's rallied 16%. I'm just not a, a conventional wisdom doesn't always work out the way you want it to. Is I guess where I, I'm going at with that. So I'm not going to throw that direction. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Big winner of the BCS Championship Bowl was Catherine Webb. She's been offered multiple jobs. She went from 200 followers to 253,000 followers. Pretty interesting how one camera shot could change the world. For her, it did, at least. This new mortgage rules are coming that are going to make it, I think, tougher for speculation to hit the mortgage market, which is both good and bad. If you're someone who really, really has to get into a house and you want to put you know, 50%, 60% of your income into it, government's saying we're not going to back it. I love that because I think too many people, a lot of people look at the whole mortgage debacle, 2006 to 2008, where 2002 to 2006, honestly, where lenders were giving loans to anyone who had a pulse. And there was this massive rush of everyone go out. And a friend of mine last year, her dad went out and bought a second house, and a third house, and a fourth house. And now he's bankrupt. And had these standards been in place, he would never have lost his first house. He, because he never would have got a second house, third house, or fourth house. I don't know. I hope this is making some sense. I blame the lenders, absolutely, for predatory lending practices. But I blame individuals for looking at their neighbors and being envious of what they had. I blame the average person for biting off more than they could chew, because I grew up knowing that you can only afford... 31 to 34% of your income on, on housing costs? How come I knew that at age 12 and grown men would go out and buy second, third, and fourth house and then lose everything? You get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Register today at robblack.com. What about paying down? Author, Devin O.D.O.W. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind, I like to say. We have to get financially smarter. At some point in time, we have to grow up, stop going to raves. At some point in time, we have to grow up, look at ourselves, and be honest. 
and say, who am I? What am I looking for? And why am I settling for what's in front of me? At some point in time, we have to take responsibility for our finances. I can tell you right now, I mean, either you're with me or you're against me, retirement is up to you. Will it be a good one or will it be a bad one? I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. It's totally to be up to you. It frustrates me to see how many people make bad financial decisions. How many people take the easy way out? How many people defer? I've been saving 15% of my salary or more for 15 plus years. I've got more than enough money because I started a business to retire anytime I want. I do what I do because I love it. I do what I do because I don't know what else I would do. I'm not a watch TV all day kind of guy. I do like going for long walks and like unicorns and rainbows, but not enough to quit this. There'll come a day when there's a smarter, faster, younger version of me, and I'll be replaced. You know it and I know it. It's a matter of time. I'm not freaked out by that. Hopefully you're not freaked out by that. Anything that you want to talk about today, we can talk about. How much is enough? You know, you need at least a million dollars to pay yourself forty to $50,000 a year in retirement until the day you die. We're living longer. Our value of our money goes down year over year over year over year. It's frustrating. I know it's frustrating for you. It's frustrating for me. Google chairman Eric Schmidt called on North Korea to end its ban on the Internet access after a visit with former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson. This is news. Why? Things change very slowly in the world. And North Korea could be a new market down the road. You know, our State Department's all upset that Eric Schmidt's over there. But things unravel and open very, very slowly. Stocks are rising today on Chinese exports. I know you're saying, I went to bed last night watching a, a horror story, a movie, a television show. And I wake up this morning, the stock market's higher because of China. Hey, I didn't see it coming either. I don't pretend to say that I know what's going to happen in the short term. Mario Draghi came out this morning and sees an economic rebound later in 2013. Most people are saying, you know, this whole Obama fiscal cliff round two is going to be draining. You know, we're probably going to see Social Security. You're going to have to work longer to get it. You're probably going to see that, you know, phased in. Please, please, please make it, you know, so for someone younger than me, screw people younger than me. That's what our policy has been in politics for years. Screw the younger generation, pass the buck. Issue money today, let your kids make it in the future. Give away services today so I can get reelected, and we'll let these guys, kids, kids, kids pay for it. Morally, our government is... is is in the wrong place, in my opinion, because it's all about shafting and hurting people in the future, some of them who have not even been born yet. 
Other big stories of note today, Piper Jaffrey, analyst, has cut his estimate for Apple. He's important because he's one of the guys who says a lot. He's very influential. Gene Munster. If my last name was a cheese, I'd probably change it. Ford Motor up today. So in the world of rock, scissors, paper, Ford Motor rocks Apple's paper. Ford climbed 2.5% today, basically boosting their dividend. Alan Mulally, who's got a good last name. His name is not a cheese as far as I know. Basically came out and said, you know, uh, things are going good. Our turnaround continues to turn, and we're doubling our dividend. Super value. In the world of rock, scissors, paper. In the world of Apple, Ford, super value. Super value is coming out and saying they're, they're selling five of their chains. A company once left for dead, rallying nicely. So we've got two, two winners and a loser today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average higher. China is definitely healing. Europe is feeling okay, as long as there's not another shock to the system. Shocking. Tiffany's lower today. They're a luxury jewelry retailer. The question about them is some high-end is working really, really well, and some high-end is not working really, really well. The question about Tiffany's is, let's say I were to date a 50-year-old woman, a 40-year-old woman, a 30-year-old woman, and a 20-year-old woman. The 50-year-old woman would be like, ooh, a Tiffany Diamond. 40-year-old woman would be like, oh, I see that little blue box. I know what's in there. A 30-year-old woman would be like, honey, can we really afford this? Because I want to have kids. And a 20-year-old woman would be like, I don't wear jewelry from there. That's what my mom wears. That's, that's old woman's jewelry. Do you remember those kids in high school, the girls who would wear their mom's blouses, and you'd be like, that's a mom blouse. Same thing with Tiffany's. It's starting to lose some cachet amongst younger people. You know, Coach, for their part, luxury, high-end. Michael Kors, luxury, high-end. But they're at least going after hip. Tiffany's is going after old. So I like Michael Kors, by the way, and Coach. On any massive dip to their stock, what's a massive dip? 10%? Conservative dip. 20%? Now we're talking. 30%? Love, love, love it. I 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 miss Liza Minnelli. I know she's still alive, but I miss her. She's not in the public eye drunk anymore. So other things out there today. Ralph Akinpora, he says investor sentiment towards U.S. stocks is poised to change for the better and contribute to a multi-year advance. How do you feel about that? You know, we've had three or four up years. People are calling for four, five, six up years. That's when investor sentiment starts to turn on you, where there's too many people being positive. With that said, I think, I think, and I understand, say that again, I think that the market's cheap, and it's been cheap now for 10 years, and people have been expecting a worst-case narrative to play out, and it hasn't really. Now, at times, there's been a pretty big dip, but it's still been a cheap market, and earnings have still been pretty good during that period of time. Again, am I excited? Now, I don't do excited. A lot of people hate me because I don't do excited. Manhattan rent hikes slow as apartment tenants push back a little bit. Obama's 81% New York City support, best in 114 years. Maria Sharapova, 
Let me sound like uh, Brent Musburg. She's a gummy bear. She's uh, she's beautiful. I love her. Young boys pick up tennis. Um, she started Sugar Pova. She's up 120% on Sugar Pova already. Let's take a break here. I know you're saying, what's Sugar Pova? It is exactly what it sounds like. You're listening to me, Rob Black, Rob Black and Your Money, on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I know I don't do the typical financial show. Should you buy? Should you hold? Should you hold and buy? Should you buy and hope? Should you hope and buy? Should you sell, sell, sell? Should you buy, buy, buy? It's not what I do. The goal of my show is to save you money. The goal of my show is to get you to retirement. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to endorse you stealing, but beg, steal, or borrow. Maybe that's the, one of the things you have to do here. I want to get you to retirement. I see a lot of things that are a little shocking. I know that. It's my way of getting you to think. I hate things like two and a half men. Not because it's a horrible, horrible show, and anyone who laughs at it probably has had a car accident bump their head. But because two and a half men just waste your time. I'm pretty sure the time is precious for you as well as it is for me. How do people have time for that kind of stuff? If you want to succeed in life, if you want to enrich other people's lives, okay, maybe it's a short-term break like a candy bar. SP 500's up one. Market's slipping. Dow down one-third, NASDAQ down three. Welcome in. CFP Chad Burton. He is the Ayatollah of rock and roll when it comes to financial planning. How are you, Mr. Burton? Good, thanks. <laughs> the Ayatollah, I like that one. Yeah, I don't think I made that up. I think I stole that from somebody. With that said, uh, let's talk a little 401k f- fees, because companies seem to differ like golden clay. Some 401ks are ideal. Some 401ks are costly. And they've got a horrible product in them. Yeah. So what do we need to know in the world of 401k and 401k fees? Well, first of all, if you're an employer and you know you started your business, you had some employees, they wanted a 401k plan, so you started it. And a lot of times they started it with an insurance company. And the internal fees in these things are often around 2% to get the, the everything covered. And usually either you directly or your employees are paying for it right out of the account. And they're not going to lower the fees to the next fee schedule level unless you ask. Now, recent laws have said that, you know, as, as a 401k program is an offering, they're going to have to send out a very clear statement on what the 401k fees are. So this is going to become a bigger issue in 2012 and 13 where people are going to realize the costs of their 401k. So, you know, once you have a good amount of assets in the plan, you're able to shop it. You're able to go to the Vanguards, the T. Rowe prices, the, you know, get low, no-load funds and even ETFs into the 401k plan to get the fees down for your employees. I think there's a law. With uh, the teachers, 457s and 403Bs, I think there's a law that if they ask for a provider, it legally has to be given to them. So if, for instance, in their district they don't have Fidelity, they could raise their voice and say, I'd like to use Fidelity, that provider has to be made accessible to them, which is kind of cool. 
You know, the the it's kind of a backfire on what's going on in the 403B market because I used to be able to, you know, take a somebody's 403B and roll it over into another 403B so I can manage it at the custodian right. that I use, which is TD Ameritrade. But that's almost impossible right now. So hopefully that changes. Um, people, you know, a lot of teachers get stuck with what they're in. When we started off as a young company, you know, you, you basically put your 401k assets with almost anyone, like you said. Yeah. Um, but a little bit later in life, as your company starts to mature, you have the power, and not necessarily they have the power. Early on, it does feel like you have to go with whatever anyone's willing to provide for you. Yeah, and it's a much more competitive market now. So a lot of companies, uh, you know, whether it's your ADP, your paychecks, or whatever, have 401ks that are pretty much a just huge array of no-load funds that you can use and almost nearly a flat fee or a per-participant fee to do it versus super high management fees inside the account. So shop around. New Focus Financially has a 401k plan. Do you have any annual maintenance fees? We we have a per-participant fee and then the annual fee to file the 5500 through through the payroll company. What happens, and I was just trying to set a standard of uh, you know what people can expect out there, because mm-hmm. obviously New Focus Financial is going to be on top of their 401k trying to take care of their employees. Uh, what if you work for a company that has a bad, like high annual fees or a housing fee or a trading fee or mutual fund fees? Uh, what's your, your mode of, you know, I, I, I get people that email me and they say, I just hate my 401k options. They're too expensive. So you've got to get two to three or four people together and you've got to send emails to the HR department. It's part of HR's job is to make sure that the employee benefits are run correctly. And part of the prudent man rule is to make sure people are educated if you're going to offer a 401k, too, as a business, you've got to educate people, um, including yourselves on what funds are good and bad inside the program. Well, I work at Cron, and I could tell you that, and, you know, from talking to the teachers, I could tell you the HR departments, they're not very smart. Yeah. You know, the HR departments care more about sexual harassment versus educating people on investment options. Uh, and I'm the financial guy at a TV station, and then I see, you know, just these amazing just salespeople from just horrible companies come in. And uh, they bring pizza, and they're like, you should sign up for our funds, and their funds are the high-load funds. And HR doesn't know what they're, they're getting these people in doing. Yeah, and at least, you know, now if you're 55 or older and you have a 401k plan with a large amount and you don't like it, most plans allow you to do what's called an in-service rollover where you can roll over into an IRA, a self-managed IRA, um, at least a minimum of your contributions. Okay. So if you're really unhappy or you want some day-to-day help with managing your funds, you can call up a, uh, your 800 number on your statement and say, am I eligible for an in-service rollover to an IRA? Okay. That way you can either manage it yourself or hire a money manager to, to do it for you. That's something you sometimes recommend where people want to work with a financial planner like yourself and all their assets are in their 401k. You say, are you X amount of age and can you do an in-service rollover because it's a way for you uh, to help them outside of their own 401k plan. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, too, has to do with uh, most of the time it's because we're looking at the 401k choices that they have, and the bond choices are awful. Okay. And this is the hardest area to manage right now, and where a lot of risk lies in the next couple of years is interest rates will likely creep up after the uh, quantitative easing process is over. Anything else that we need to know? Uh, you know, just on your 401ks, too, it's something that you have to manage one of two ways by either rebalancing it through the automatic rebalancer or make sure you change where your contributions are going to rebalance your portfolio. I don't always keep my eye on my 401k. I kind of like let it accumulate. But there's a button that auto rebalance. Yeah, you can auto rebalance every one once a year, twice a year, every quarter. Okay. 
And mathematically, that just um, it's taking a look that you have too much small caps, and it's saying let's buy some large cap because they've underperformed. It's just yeah, it, it causes you to, to to sell high and buy low. There you go. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. The germs on your fingers double after using the toilet. Almost fifty percent in twenty of men. Almost fifty percent of men and twenty five percent of women don't wash their hands after using the toilet. Please, people. Wash your hands. Other things to note that's important today, uh, we're moving higher in large part due to China. Ford's doubling its dividend to 10 cents. That's nice. There's new mortgage rules aimed to protect borrowers. That's bad for homeowners because it stops some of the speculation of people who might buy your home. Brady Spears is leaving X-Factor after one season. X-Factor's product for NBC Universal Comcast. It's worthy of note. Facebook shares. Oh, wait, wait. Is X Factor NBC or, or Fox? I think it's Fox. I just blew that one. I punted. I punted. Amazon's adding digital music copies to CDs bought via the web. That is probably the coolest story of the day. And again, I'm telling you, probably the best tech company right now Amazon. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Of monsters and men. I am lucky enough to work with a board op slash producer. I'm on one side of the microphone. He's on the other. He turns everything on, including the music. One thing that I beg when I do a radio show is, like, let's make the music slightly hip. Just slightly. It doesn't have to be all the way hip. Just slightly. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm going to listen to Gaga make me lose my mind. Up in here. Up in here. I'm not a raver. Don't want to be. Got other things to do. When I'm 85 and a half years old on my deathbed, I want to say something like mysterious and wonderful that that sparks imaginations. Not Kim Kardashian and shaking her high knee to latest Will I Am song. I want to remember I did something important. That's just me. So, what do you want to do? Oftentimes, during this segment, I start talking about, you know, odd ways to save money. Look, like I said earlier in the show, like, I'm not a big fan of changing your body, of plastic surgery, unless you're wealthy. Live with what you got. Now, the return on investment... I don't know if you remember that chick named Jen Sturgeon. She was linked to Brett Favre in a sexting scandal back, I want to say, 2006, 2007 maybe. She had her plastic surgery removed. She said they they accomplished what they were 
put in for. She basically got a media career through a sexting controversy with Brett Favre. And she had him taken out later in life. So maybe that's the concept behind him. To capture men or to capture jobs. I promise you, you can do it without that. I hate people on airplanes bring smelly meals and chomp on them. Food falls out of their mouth and hits me. Now you're saying, what's the investment angle there? I don't fly first class. I, okay, I do on long trips, but never on short trips. I use my air miles on long trips, never on short trips. I hate non-smokers. I know you're saying, you hate non-smokers. Well, smokers pay higher taxes than me, and that's great. You know, let's tax sin. That's what our government does best. Go after the smokers. Go after the alcohol. If you're like a Mormon and you don't drink caffeine, you don't smoke, you don't participate in sin, like if you're the cleanest of the clean, you pay less in taxes. I know you're saying that's ludicrous because people who smoke, they're driving up health care costs. You know what's driving up health care costs? Family member offering to give me some of his uh, prescriptions. What's, why do people want to give me prescriptions? Like I've got a cousin who's like, you want a Xanax? I'll give you a Xanax. I've got an elderly relative who wants to pop off uh, sleeping pills on me. Another thing that I hate is McClellan 18. Great scotch ruins cheap scotch. And I used to like cheap scotch, 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 scotch. So there's a problem sometimes when you do start to enjoy the high life. Like, I, I travel to five-star hotels. Like, I won't stay anything but when I go overseas. I like resorts. I like cabins. There's no doubt about it. But I've got a taste for the expensive, and I, it's tough to give up. I hate electricity wasters. Of the total energy used to run home electronics, 40% is consumed when appliances are turned off. Start getting some smart plugs in your house. There's a new uh, meter that basically is a wireless uh, thermostat. Just Google cool new thermostat. You'll find it, trust me. And you can basically, it starts to learn when you're in the house and when you're not in the house. And when you use energy, when you don't. It starts changing things ever so slightly for you. We need smarter appliances. Get a smart power strip, 31 bucks at smarthomeusa.com. It'll stop drawing electricity when the gadget's turned off, and it'll pay for itself within a few months. The cool new thermostat... The Nest Learning Thermostat. I highly endorse. But also smart strips. I once dated a girl, and I, this is fantastic, and she's Canadian, and I hope she's listening. Because uh, I've got nothing but positives to say. About Canadians, that's right. Christy, this goes out to you. She had an electricity bill of 4 bucks four bucks she basically that's the refrigerator on low power settings 
She showered at the gym. She read at the coffee houses. Four bucks. Difference between having money and not having money, right there. And I adore that. Not to the point of like... It's the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. Cut your electricity bills. I hate BMW drivers. Why? Because they've got a nicer car than me? No. But because they waste money on a car. And they probably don't have enough money saved for retirement. And they're going to probably be the type of people that bitch and moan in retirement. Eh! Eh! Doris! Eh! But they lived good in their 30s and 40s. I hate raves. I hate people who use tanning bed. Be white people. It's okay to be pale. Now don't go all vampiric on me. I know you're saying, could you use the word vampiric? Ten bucks a visit for ten visits, hundred bucks. Crazy waste of money. If you must put cancer on your skin, let the sun do it. I hate poor people that have cable TV. Cable TV is 60 to 100 bucks a month. It ain't cheap. And that's 800 plus dollars per year. Remember, most people only make $60,000. Average salary in America is 50000 give or take right now. And that money goes away quickly. And if you're spending $800 on TV, 2% of your money on TV, come on. I know you're saying, don't do that again. I prefer capitalism over anything else. So I hate socialism, I hate communism, I hate fascism. Fascism once was the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. Um, I hate Starbucks. I love Starbucks as an investment. I hate Starbucks for what it does to our culture. Again, average American makes 50000 and they'll throw down 20 bucks a week on coffee. That's 80 bucks a month. That's $1,000 a year. So between Starbucks and cable TV, who has money? I hate movies. Only because I don't like people. I don't like being in large groups of people anymore. You want to do something crazy? Go to a movie and halfway through the movie, start walking through the hallways. Go up and start walking through the hallways and security will be on you like stink on poo-poo. Right? Movie theaters now are so freaked out from what's happened that if you leave the theater halfway through and just hang out in the lobby, hang out near the bathrooms, they'll ask what you're doing. I hate skinny dudes with six-pack abs. Get out of the gym. Get a job, you loser. You hoser. Hmm. I hate gurus like Kiyosaki who make their fortune by getting you to give them five, ten dollars 50 to $100, five, $10 on books, $50 to $100 on seminars, $400 on the super secret seminars, $1,000 if you want to sit at the big table with them. I hate financial gurus. They give advice like, if you're going to go bankrupt, go bankrupt big. They exaggerate. Seminars are geared towards 20-somethings and uneducated financial people, people who have made nothing in their lives in their 30s. Suddenly they're like, I need, I need to figure this out now. And this guy has a nice suit. 
and he's Asian-American, therefore he must be smart. I hate financial gurus. I hate people that say, I'm going to teach you the secrets of the wealthy. You know what the secrets of the wealthy are? Not having cable TV. Driving a car for 10 years. Sacrificing a little bit here and a little bit there. Man, did I make some good lemon chicken yesterday. I hate people who leave coins at the store. You know, like when you're supposed to get four cents back? Take it! Don't put in a little penny coin thing. I robbed those little penny coin jar things at the register. I know you're saying you, you rob it. I don't go in with a gun or anything like that, but free money is free money. I hate Netflix. Not Nothing wrong with the service. I just hate that you know, their selection of movies isn't what I want it to be. If it was, their selection of television shows is what I wanted it to be, then who would have cable? I hate fools. Fools that, that think they're smarter than they are. I hate Lance Armstrong because he's going to get on Oprah. And then suddenly he's going to say, I'm sorry, and America's going to forgive him. And next thing you know, Barry Bonds going to be on Oprah. Next thing you know, that fat pitcher Clemens is going to be on Oprah. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. And your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I promise if you listen to this show, it will increase your financial IQ. I'm gonna do it in ways that are jarring to you, that are upsetting to you. I'm gonna do it in ways that, that freak you out. Whether you're twenty years old or hundred and twenty years old, I gotta keep an audience entertained. I read stuff like Raph Alcampora. I read stuff like Celine Bain, Lu Li Gang, Chief Economist for Greater China. I know. It doesn't sound like it at times because didn't I just make a, a dirty little innuendo or something along those lines? I'm the hardest working man in financial media. I am the James Brown of financial media. I am the Chuck Norris of financial media. Nick Verdi, a currency strategist at Barclays, forecast the Indian rupee at 53.50 per dollar towards the end of 2030. Over the next month, he says, volatility can fall because some of the global tail risks that markets were facing are receding. But at the same time, the global economy is still relatively soft. That means the currency markets will be reacting largely on the back of liquidity, which will remain very flush. Now, it takes me some time to decipher that. It takes me some time to say, okay, how are we going to use this? Ralph Akampora, look, I'm not in love with a man. Ralph, will you be my... No, no, no. Not going to go there. But I'll read anything I can get my hands on in the world of financial. Ralph Akampora is a partner and head of market research with Ontario Wealth Management. He said investor sentiment towards U.S. stocks is poised to change for the better and contribute to a multi-year advance. We will work our way irregularly higher. I kind of agree with that. And I can tell you market sentiment was at just incredible lows, generational low in March 2009. And since then, rock and roll! 
The market's been on a tear. Masashi Murata, currency strategist at Brown Brothers. It's actually now Brown Brothers Harriman. I've been in this business long enough that it used to be just Brown Brothers. And many, 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 many years before even I was born, it was just Brown. They said the dollar may be experiencing some artificial strength as investors have yet to see the possible repercussions of a budget bill passed on January 1. The market is not priced in the risk of the U.S. ratings cut. The problems of the debt ceiling are likely to linger in the future, and that could be a selling catalyst for the U.S. dollar. These are some notes that I have that I, I, I think are important to, to tell you about. You know, you can go out and make an investment with little knowledge or a lot of knowledge. And I try, I try to get you as much as I can. I try to get you thinking outside the box. How likely is a China hard landing? Not terribly likely. I just, you know, the probability of that occurring, it's a probability. A number of triggers could spike that. Insufficient public investment in Beijing or maybe a sharp property market correction. But don't get carried away with the hard landing stuff. How about gold? I think gold's trying to recalibrate right now. Oh, I'm doing a little black on black where I ask myself questions. Black on black. Gold's trying to recalibrate right now. It's trying to figure out where it goes next. Will it be the stronger dollar, the weaker dollar? Will it be worldwide weaker currencies, the rush to lower, the rush to stimulate? You've seen ETF inflows into gold slowing. Very weak price action. Low prices prompt physical buying, so that's what you're seeing. The physical market's already responding to prices dropping, so you're seeing the seesawing back and forth. Hmm. Some other things that we should probably try to squeeze in on the markets. Squeeze! Dragon Wave is slumping 17.5%. Woo. They had a rough earnings. Microsoft's down. Morgan Stanley downgraded the stock to equal weight. Universally, I think everyone hates Windows 8. <laughs> I said, squeeze! And just to show you the, uh, what do you see in this? Um, producer, number seven, says, Ned Beatty. Hmm. I don't get it. Ned Beatty from Superman? So Microsoft, universally hated. Apple saw a little earlier strength. They got a relationship, a phone call, uh, a head-to-head meeting with China Mobile. China Mobile would be big. They got 700 million subscribers. That would be big. Weekly initial claims came in at 371,000. That's okay. We're looking for job creation. We're not really firing a lot of people right now. Unless, of course, you work at Morgan Stanley. Financials are strong. Consumers, staples, telecoms. Got to own some financials this year. Big part of our economy. Our economy, if it works, it financials work. And if financials work, our economy works. I know you're saying, is that yin and yang defined? Maybe. I don't, I've never met yin. I know where my yang is, though. It's on my backside. Just so you know, if you're ever wondering where my yang is, that's where it is. So anything else that we need to talk about today? We already hit iTunes as a bigger business now than Apple was in 2004. And Apple gives it no love. They, like, hide it. Um, Catherine Webb has 253,000 followers in less than a week. 
on Twitter. How's that? 254,000. She got an extra thousand in the last 30, 30 minutes. It's good to be Miss Alabama or Miss Missouri or Miss Toothless State, Arkansas. It's good. I mean, you can raise your profile pretty quickly, eh? Molly Corp shares are tumbling 22%. Wow. Rare earth provider. That's a big fall. 30-year mortgages averaging 3.4%. Listen, people. If you need a referral for a financial planner, if you need financial advice, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Don't forget, I got a Black Wednesday coming up. I got a seminar coming up in February. You'll learn more about that in the days to come. Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.